The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. In conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Thank you for all of your texts coming in on noise in the neighborhoods that you live in. We'll circle back around and get to some more of your texts here in uh, just a little while as well. Just uh, Eileen uh, had mentioned in her newscast about um, police in California responding to an active shooter at YouTube headquarters. Just one I know a number of people are texting in wondering about this. So again, the uh, St. Bruno Police Department told people on Facebook to to stay away from the area today. There's no other immediate information. Google, which owns the online video website, posted on Twitter that the company is coordinating with authorities. Apparently, there have been multiple 911 calls reporting a shooting and that police and fire officials have responded. We have seen video images of people leaving the building in a line, holding their arms in the air for police to inspect as they were leaving the building. Officers were patting down people uh, grouped together outside. We'll keep you updated on that one throughout the afternoon right here on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News and, of course, with Eileen Bell during her newscasts. Well, if you've had an animal go missing, you know how devastating it can be. Well, when one Alberta's woman dog disappeared and she couldn't find him, she learned how to get this track dogs in an effort to help other pet owners. Kim Taylor is the woman behind Canine search and rescue and for five years now she's been helping reunite reunite dogs and their owners kim joins us this afternoon hey kim welcome to the show hi jaylen thanks where, for having me now where are you based out of sundry i'm just west of sundry on an acreage just west of sundry so kim can we need to back this up and you need to start at the beginning for <laughs> beginning for me um how did this all how did this all start how did this become your passion well, I had never dreamed this would become a passion. Uh, what happened is one of our two labs vanished while on a routine exercise run in the countryside. And we did what any lost dog owner would do. We panicked. We yeah. ran out screaming his name. We drove 25 kilometers away. We didn't stop for weeks. And in essence, pretty much all we did was drive the animal completely out of the area. Mm. We had no idea what to do. So I stopped myself, and I, I just had to figure this out. What does it take to get a lost dog in? So I just immersed myself in any rescue that would have me on a live rescue. Um, I did research on the Internet, reading books, talking to trappers and trackers, and over time developed a way to go out and find these lost animals in the woods quickly, quietly, and bring them home intact. So, Kim, I'm, I'm guessing by the sounds of it, um, you never found your dog, Riley. Unfortunately, no. Uh, at this point, we figure there's only two scenarios that could possibly have happened with Rye. One, he slipped into the Red Deer River and was carried away. It was possible he wasn't really close to the river, but he could have smelled the yeah. water maybe and went for a drink. <laughs> the other possibility is there was a second quad party in the area west of us. I wasn't there at that day. Um, my dog might have thought it was me coming down to meet up with him, which I have done before. Uh, he may have run off to the quad party. All my dogs are trained to ride the quad when they're tired. Oh, so he okay. would have happily jumped up on the quad. Likely these people might have thought he was a really cool, beautiful dog. And that was the end of him. They took him home. Uh. 
Uh, Devastating. So I was out it's just for him. Yeah. I was finding other dogs. I <laughs> I was just finding them randomly in the middle of nowhere, and I thought, well, what is going on? So I honed my my skills, and uh, now I make a living from it. Okay, of. so you've been doing it for about five years now. You mentioned that you um, you, you were um, out with other you know hunters, trappers. You were on online trying to figure out. So I. I <laughs> I, I, I'm amazed by this because I have a, I have a Brittany Spaniel who's a runner, okay, right. and yeah. um, and recall on this puppy um, is 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 not good, and I I know that that's my issue as a as a dog owner. I haven't trained Bo well enough um, uh, on that, but when he takes off, I mean he's a bird dog. You get something in his nose. Mm-hmm. We live yep. close to the ravine, and we do exactly what you said that you had done. We're out there screaming, you know, shaking mm-hmm. dog treat bags out at him and it takes forever at times and it's it's absolutely terrifying so what did you learn is the proper way to do this well the thing that works for me is the first thing i need to know is where is the dog Mm. and usually i track and trap up in the wilderness so i have to you know go over 10 20 kilometers maybe 30 in order to turn up one paw print so I start there. Usually I hit the waterways. A dog has to drink. He can only eat so much snow. They get sick of it. They need fresh water. So I do my waterway walk. I find prints or I find signs of maybe an attack where maybe a coyote come down and got the dog while it was drinking. Most times the attacks, the dog will survive them. It's getting behind them as quick as you can to get them in and get them um, treated. So I go off the tracks. When I come up on the dog, sometimes I see their head pop up or a <laughs> flick of a tail or something's moving in the bush. I stop. I observe them for a while, and then I set a scent trail out. So I actually start a fire. I cook bacon. I have a backpack with all my gear in it, and um, I start putting grease and uh, pardon me, bacon grease smudges on the trees. I lead the dog backwards, back out of the bush, away from their safe area, toward me, toward my traps. Wow. Sometimes I can intercept them if they're soft enough. I can go up to them and, and calm them and, and slip a leash over them or a rope. Other times I might corner them and maybe they're a little snappy, so I have to really take my time um, and make them understand that I'm there to help. I'm not going to hurt them. And sometimes it will take, you know, several hours to calm a dog down to where it doesn't want to bite you. Yeah, because I'm guessing a lot of them would be scared and overwhelmed, all of those things, yeah. They don't know me. The only thing they know about me is I smell like bacon. That's (laughs) the only thing they know, for sure. She smells like good food. (laughs) Once I um, can make contact, physical contact with them, touch them under the chin, the belly, get them up in my lap, get that rope around their neck, they, they just change. They just get all that feral state of mind, and they just like, okay, let's go find mom. Uh, sometimes I have a recording of the owner's voice so I can calm the dog through that. They would be saying very calm things like, you're a good baby, mm-hmm. you're a good boy, come on, let's go home, let's go for a car ride. Uh, sometimes the cows u- or the dog's used to running around with cattle, so I'll use a recording of a lost cow. It just depends wow. on the animal, the situation. Food doesn't always work. Sometimes they're so feral, they're just living off the land eating rabbits and such. So you have to switch gears and go hunting this- and provide that meat. What is the what's the the longest time how, that you've trapped a dog for? How you know the time for the time that the dog's gone missing to the time that you've found him or her? Sure, the uh, longest up until last year was nineteen days. It was okay. a border collie that could run like the wind, yeah. and it took actually a fellow in an airplane to help me spot her laydown area. And from there, we were able to move in, put a tent not far away with the owner inside the tent, and bait um, a trail back to the tent. And she came in at 5 a.m. that morning. Oh, my gosh. So um, 
in my mind, that was the longest I ever had. Mm-hmm. Usually three to five, maybe eight days tops. Okay. However, I have a special case. This dog's name is Bailey. She's a pit bull, and she was lost August 8th of last year. Okay. I've been pursuing Bailey uh, on and off. I had to call off the search in December. It just got too bitter, and we, we couldn't go any more than an hour without freezing up. I noticed that she had paired off with a young male coyote, and she is an intact female. So I'm hoping that over the winter she has denned up. She may have pitioti puppies. We'll deal with that when we need to deal with it. Um, But my hopes and dreams are that when I walk the waterways, uh, probably in the next couple of weeks, it'll be safe enough to go up there. Um, I'm hoping I find her paw prints, and then I can find her her den. And from there, we'll we'll pursue our our trapping for her. Um, yeah. We contend with bears, cougars, yeah. packs of wolves, packs of coyotes. I mean, it's it's not just the dogs lost up there and you can run into the woods and find them. It takes a lot. You need to know what cycle the bears come through. They're just now waking up, so yeah. I want to make sure they eat enough deer before I go up there. Um, <laughs> I'm slower than a deer. I know that they're watching me, so I want to make sure I'm not on their menu. Why is this so important to you? Well, you know... To this day, my heart's still shattered, and I mean yeah. shattered from losing yeah. Riley. I've had no closure. I don't understand still truly what happened. He was only a quarter mile from home, so huh. it, none of it adds up. So the loss of sleep, the worry, the tears, our entire family, you know, right down to grandparents, have absolutely broken over losing him because yeah. he's such a good dog. I don't want other people feeling that way that despair and i don't want them out there screaming their dog's name i want to give them the tools they need to very calmly make a plan with me and go out and get their dog and get it quickly and safely so So, it doesn't run into the river or into traffic so kim do you travel around the province doing this no i'm actually kind of stuck uh, working locally or okay. I'm fairly close into the mountains right now only because I have a senior dog with epilepsy okay. and he's not long for this world so okay. I do want to give him the best of me um, you know over the next yeah. few maybe weeks or months um, and once he's passed then I'll just have the one chocolate lab so I'll be uh, a little bit more mobile you know what for d- now I'm just trying to stay west of where I am okay yeah. Going back to to Bailey, the uh, the pit bull who mm-hmm. is who's hooked up with uh, the coyote. Um, so you have an idea of where she was last seen, and that's yes, where you'll I, go back, or right? Well, I've actually had a face to face with her four times over a period of five months. Oh, jeepers! And she's so in such a, a tight, feral state of mind. Okay, you can just see the whites of her eyes. Her oh. ears are pinned back. Her tail's completely under. She looks half the size. Because she's t- tucked in so tight, yeah, yeah. And she could, she stands behind trees, and she knows how to use the coverage. So it's so hard to get her on film. But I have actually caught her on the drone a couple of times and uh, on trail cams, and then four times with my own eyes. Where three of the four times she saw me and bolted. The fourth time I snuck up on her while she sunbathed, <laughs> and she just kind of opened her eyes. She must have sensed me because she opened her eyes and kind of looked around and watched a bird, and then she closed her eyes. And I backed Ella there and did what I do. I set up the bait trail yeah. and stuff, but she was having nothing to do with me Isn't at that, that point. interesting? So I'm just going to let her calm down, do what she needs to do to kind of debug, and hopefully when I go back up, she's a little more willing, and I I don't know if she's still alive. Yeah. That's a hard part, but yeah. I'm going to try my darndest to get her back with her dad. How many success stories have do you have? Probably more than not. Okay. Um, anywhere from 60 to 80% of the dogs I search for are found and, and found in, in good health. Maybe a little hungry and cold or yeah, yeah. maybe a couple of cuts, but nothing. 
Um, perhaps 15% of them are injured. Um, sometimes that's gravely, but at least you get that few hours with them before yeah. they pass. And then maybe I would say 5%. I, I just can't find them. Okay. Uh, uh, dragged into dens. You know, there's yeah. so many scenarios underwater. Sometimes we find them in the spring. Yeah. Um, we yeah. never really stop looking for a lost dog, including Riley, because you just don't know where they'll pop up. Well, and even just to, to have an answer, right, even if it is remains, at least to have an answer, whether yeah. you want it or not, at least, you know, as you mentioned, not having any closure with Riley, um, that, you know, closure goes a long way to maybe not healing the uh, the heart of the loss of your dog, but at least you you know that they're not out there running and searching for you. Right, they're not suffering. Yeah. yeah. Um, so do you, do you charge to do this? I do ask for my field to be covered. In the first couple of years I started this, it was just absolutely free. If you needed help, I was there. I just didn't care. You know, yeah. I was there for the dogs. But I uh, ran myself into the ground pretty quick doing I that. Bet. So since then, I've asked for a fuel um, fee to cover whatever my field charges are. And then I ask them to put money into the Pay It Forward program once the dog's back home. Yeah. Take some days, relax, get the dog reacclimated. And then um, perhaps send a little money up for the Pay It Forward program. And that helps me go attend search and rescues where people have absolutely no money, no hope. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I just hate to say no. I <laughs> still overextend myself. But I, try. <laughs> I try to be reasonable with myself, too. Kim <laughs> I do do um, consultations. Okay. I will freely give consultations to anyone by phone or Facebook. Okay. Um, they just need to send me an area map where the dog went missing so I can see you know, where's the best um, dog to end up, yeah, and and let me know what their dogs like, and be very very open and honest about it. If it's fearful and bites at strangers, I need to know. Yeah, yeah, you know because yeah. every game plan is going to be geared specifically toward your dog, not wow. just a dog in general. Kim Taylor joining us on the phone with Canine uh, Search and Rescue. She searches and oftentimes, 60 to 80% of the time, is finding lost dogs. Uh, she down the Sundry area and she's been busy down there over the past uh, five years. So um, n- not everyone's dog obviously gets lost down in your neck of the woods. Not everyone can access you and, y- and your services. Y- you say never give up on a, on a, on a lost dog. But what kind of tips do you have for someone, let's say, in Edmonton um, or, you know, in Thorsby, just outside of town somewhere, whose dog um, disappears, goes missing? What would be the top tips for them? Well, number one thing you need to understand is that dog, after a day or two, perhaps three, is going to have a feral mentality. This is so important to understand. This is not Fifi, your lap dog, anymore. This is the equivalent of a coyote. So you have to treat it as such. It's not running from you because it hates you or is mad at you. Mm-hmm. You can't be offended. It's running to preserve its life. Yeah. So what you need to do is you need to unlock that part of the brain that is now shut down. And you do that through the dog's nose. So, so a trick that hunters use all the time when they lose their hunter dogs, the hunter takes his jacket off, he throws it down under a tree where he last saw his dog, and he leaves. He comes back the next day, the dog's laying on the jacket. Mm. Because the dog can now smell, and these dogs can smell their owners a kilometer away, yeah. food three to five kilometers. Mm-hmm. So have a cook up, um, get that barbecue going, stick a little rock in the in the uh, top of it so that it just is gapped open. Cook up some stuff, make your dinner outside. <laughs> so you're scenting the air. Leave your jacket and some underclothing, uh, like your undershirt, anything yeah. that's close to the skin. Hang it three feet off the ground so that that scent is going to waft through the air. 
Um, we generally don't like you to leave food out for the dog because predators, it'll be attra- attracting yeah. the predators as well. Yeah. However, I have left bait inside the coat pockets so hmm. that the dog has to dig the food out. Yeah. The dog will find it, but it's not attracting the coyotes as much. Uh, light the dog's way. Put out night lights. Mm-hmm. Uh, light up your yard. Give You know, light means hope. Okay. Um, don't forget to add water when you're leaving a station. Yeah. In the water so it doesn't freeze so that they don't have to go to the river three yeah. kilometers away to get a drink. Yeah. Uh, don't scream your dog's name. Calmly walk around. And if you absolutely can't, keep quiet because some people can't. Yeah. They, they'll walk three feet and then they're calling their dog again. <laughs> so if you find yourself to be with that person, sing. Just sing. Oh, okay. Pick a song, sing along, and it's going to be an upbeat, nice, happy song, and that's an okay sound to make. Okay. With this, you know, fee, 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 come, 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 cookies, yeah. cookies, cookies, that ain't going to work. Uh, well, Kim, you've uh, opened my eyes uh, on this one this afternoon, and, uh, you know, I'm sure you've been a blessing to a number of families out there who have lost their their dogs over the years. Thanks for the work you do. If people want to find uh, out about your program, where can they do that? You said you're on Facebook? Yeah, I'm on Facebook. It's Kim Taylor Sundry. You can put that in the search bar or get on any Sundry site and ask who's the crazy dog lady. They're sure (laughs) to point you right to me. Um, There are other recovery services out there. Um, I do partnership with Canine Recovery Services. This is Darlene Burt uh, just outside of Calgary. We've gone out on some really hard cases together Mm. where one of us just isn't going to do we need a partner to not have to tell what to do. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we've been extremely successful uh, pairing up. So that's something that I uh, we also do is if, you know, you're in real deep trouble and you need help, give us a call. Kim Taylor joining us this afternoon. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me, Jaylen. All right. Take care now. Bye-bye. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.